right, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? I'm Charles Woolfork, and this is Jenna DeSandalo. What When I met you, what was your last name? Gray. Gray. So this is Jenna DeSandalo. I met her and her uh, husband, Psycho. Uh, I mean, he's his name is Psycho. He's not Psycho. Well, I think he's not Psycho. Uh, <laughs> I met her, her and her husband in college. Uh, back in about 2006, about 2006. Yep. And just been cool as hell ever ever since. And uh, she's gonna release uh, some uh, some stuff today. Um, but go ahead and <laughs> say a little bit about yourself, Jenna. <laughs> so, so we met back in college. Like I was playing softball, and you were playing football yep. with my husband who has a real name. His real name is Anthony. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And now we have four kids together and we're both teachers and that's been a process, but it took him a little longer than me to get his degree, but he's now doing, living his dream. So we are both, I guess you could say living the dream because that was our dream. And <laughs> Love it and love it. And you're a middle school teacher. What grades? I'm actually in the media center. I am the media specialist now. Hey. So I did teach ninth grade English and senior English. And then I was the media specialist um, at the high school level. And then I came to the middle school. Congratulations. And this is sixth, seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. First, first year at, at her new gig and loving it. First year out of middle school. It's, it's different. It <laughs> is, well, I say different, but really the kids are just shorter. Um, <laughs> either these guys are really mature for their uh, age, or uh, the uh, high schoolers were you know, whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it! I love it. All right, so we're gonna release some stuff today. She said she wanted to process and release some uh, fear today. Yes. So, all right, for, so let's go ahead and what is something that you're afraid of? Um, well, I guess kind of a couple things. I'm always afraid of like money, like a fear of not having enough or not having what I need to take care of my kids. And then kind of the other side of that is not giving my kids the things they need to keep them safe and healthy and, and along those lines. Like gotcha. most of my fears are either money or kid related. Gotcha. So fear, fear of not having enough money. Let me write that down. So I can help you with that fear of not having enough money. Because we're going to remember that. And I just, <laughs> I messaged it to you so I can <laughs> remember. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, with this fear, uh, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. All right. So. There's only three things that you need. Three things that you need to do in order for you to do this uh, process process successfully. Uh, number one, you need to follow directions. Number two, you need to use your imagination. And number three, you need to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide, and I'm going to lead you through this easily and effortlessly. Okay. Perfect. All right. So this is timeline therapy, and with this type of thing, we are going to use your imagination right here, right now, and create a timeline. So. If your past could be to your left, to your right, or behind you, where do you say your past is? Left. Where's your future? Right. 
Perfect. All right. That's that's perfect for me. Um, in fact, mine is the same way. Yes. Yes. Mine is the exact same way. And um, cool. So what is the root cause of the fear? What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt fear between the ages of birth and seven? Uh, how, how old were you? Um, probably 22, 23 ish, 23. 22, 23. I said birth and seven. That's kind of old. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear birth and seven. Okay. Between the ages of birth and seven, when was the first time that you felt fear? Now, personally, my mom put the fear of God into me very early when she gave me some spankings. <laughs> but but uh, um, just any kind of fear, right? At that yeah, point? Yeah. Um, I would say probably closer to seven. Closer to seven. How, uh, I, was, I felt very safe up until then. And about seven is when I started, probably around then is when I started like being afraid of things, being aware of my surroundings and things like that. Well, do you have a specific event in mind? Um, one day I could think of, um, we live on a farm mm -hmm. and my dad was going to go take care of the pigs and my sister and I, my mom was at bowling and my sister and I chose to stay in the house and watch our TV show that was on. Mm -hmm. I didn't go down there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after about two hours when like whatever we were watching was over, mm -hmm. I was like, well, why isn't dad home? And so she and I, like, and we don't, we didn't get along back then, but we held hands and went mm. with the little flashlight <laughs> down to the, to the pig area. And my dad's not there. Mm. And my mom's at bowling. And now we are freaking out because where's dad? Right. And like, I'm trying to be the, the bigger sister here and direct her and like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And like, we live on a road with family. So my aunt and uncle lived across the street. So it's mm -hmm. not like we were really alone, mm -hmm. but my first thought was like, where is my daddy? Why isn't mm -hmm. he here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's supposed to be down here. <laughs> and I guess I missed the part where he was going to my grandfather's house, like two miles away. Uh, and so we ended up going to my aunt's house, but I'm crying and right. I'm freaking out. Like when I finally get to help, I just lose it and I'm <laughs> crying. And she's like, it's okay. We're gonna call, and this is before cell phones, so you can't oh, no. call. Him right. dad. So it's like, where's my dad? He's never coming home. He ran away. <laughs> he ran away. Or he died. Like I was oh, thinking, God. pigs ate him. Like yeah. I went, I went straight to pigs ate him, but my yeah. sister said that he ran away. So. Goodness gracious, pigs ate him. I have, and they eat everything I mean, they, too. They do, yeah. <laughs> wow that's intense i love it i love Sorry. it that's a good one that's a really good one <laughs> all right <laughs> seriously all right so go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process all right so just imagine floating up above your timeline outside of your body up above your timeline right here right now in this very moment and above this very spot where you're sitting and just looking at yourself from a third person point of view and just see yourself and what you're wearing, 
all the things around you. Let me know when you're there. Take your time. Okay. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline, deeper and deeper into the past, above that first event in which you felt fear when you were just a little girl. And just look at that little girl and everyone around her. Let me know when you're there. <clears throat> okay. All right. Now, stay right there, looking at that girl and ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and compassion, forgiveness for yourself and others and compassion for yourself and others. Focus your attention upon how you are loved and you are loved. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. As you look at that little girl, what is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Let me know when they're all gone. Okay. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline, deeper and deeper into the past, above the dinosaurs. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. All right. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, flow deeper and deeper into space, where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline as the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. And as you float there in space, weightless, ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Done. Awesome. Float down inside the event when you're a little kid and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Gone. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space where space and the atmosphere connect. Let me know when you're there. All right, now listen closely. Float high above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the fear all the way back to now. Go. Once again, float high above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the fear all the way back to now. Also focus on the fear of not having enough money. Focus your attention upon how you're a survivor 
hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. Float high above each and every event in which you felt fear. And don't come back to now until all the fear is gone. <clears throat> Float high above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the fear all the way back to now, including the fear of not having enough money. Focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. Float high above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one. And don't come back to now until all the fear is gone. And when all the fear is gone, you let me know. <clears throat> Take your time. Take your time. Float high above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one, including the fear of not having enough money. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the fear all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until all the fear is gone. Focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. <clears throat> Okay. Awesome. Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, you got to shake that one up. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, do you smell biscuits? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I say that so I can break the state of mind. <laughs> I, that's more with Germex I used earlier. <laughs> <laughs> all right so can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion and go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot like the things that i thought about sure yeah no it doesn't it doesn't quite feel the same mm. um because like one thing i thought about was when i found my oldest like lifeless in a pool Mm. and and then I I mean I was pregnant with my daughter so I I jumped in the pool to save him and my sister jumped in after and like she threw him up on the side and mm -hmm. like, he came back he came too mm. but my entire like since that event I've always thought like could I have given him CPR mm -hmm. could I have been calm enough to do CPR mm. And I felt guilty because I didn't know that he had gone back to the pool because we had just gotten out. Mm. And I felt, and I felt like just forever. I I, I have this fear of water, mm. like to the point that I won't have a pool mm -hmm. because I I'm terrified of my kids in water. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's 12 years old, and I make him wear a life jacket to go fishing on the bank because mm. I'm afraid he could fall in. Right. And it it doesn't feel the same, like because. I was able to forgive myself. Like I didn't know that he would go back to the pool. Right. I didn't know that like we didn't we didn't have a pool growing up. So I didn't really know that when a kid goes missing and there's a pool nearby, check the pool first. Right. <laughs> and, like that wasn't even and again, we had just gotten out of the pool. So I didn't even think that was like where he would go. Right. And he was trying to show everybody that he could swim without his floaties and he could not. Mm -hmm. Um but that was, and then just that, and since then, I've gotten CPR training for infants and for other kids. Like, I had been CPR trained before, but mm -hmm. I recertify every year now, and I do the infant training because mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be in a question, like a situation like that, where I'm like, could I have done this? Could I mm -hmm. have saved my kid's life if my sister hadn't been there? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I can't go back and change what happened, but, you know, now I've done better. Right. I've taught myself better, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that I didn't let it go because like right. I was holding on to that, like that I couldn't believe that I didn't know where he was. I couldn't believe that I didn't know if I could take care of him, but I've since then done better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you still kind of felt that fear of like, Oh, where is he? And how can I prevent him from? I still have nightmares. Yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. So we'll see if you still have those nightmares later on. That is awesome. So, and not just him, but I have nightmares of like all my kids when it comes to water, but he's the only one that right. I have that with. Like I've had dreams of sitting on a dock, holding them, looking out of the water and like dropping Ugh. them in the water. Yeah. Like they slip through my hands and I right. can't get them. And like that, like most of my nightmares involving my kids has to do with them drowning. Yeah. But so, that, but that fear, fear doesn't weigh the same anymore on your heart. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is cool. What about that uh, fear of not having enough money? <clears throat> Excuse me. So that one I had to kind of convince myself that I've made some poor decisions with money along the way or mm. that collectively as a couple we've made poor decisions mm -hmm. and like it is getting better and tell myself that we like we always found a way to make it work like mm. we've never 
gone hungry, mm-hmm. even though it felt like we were going to go hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, how am I going to feed these kids? Like, they still got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but we've always managed to eat. We've never, we've never gone hungry. We've never actually done without, and, like, the bills are paid. Mm-hmm. Like, we've always managed for it to work, but I've always just had that fear that, is it enough? Is it going to work? Or am I going to be able to pay the bills and feed the kids? Mm-hmm. What point, like, do you just say, like, mm, that's not important. I don't need mm-hmm. that this, this week, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't need a phone, but we need to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I get that that fear, like, going back and thinking of it rationally, mm-hmm. saying, like, th- that was irrational to think that I wouldn't have it because, like, I'm going to have it. Like, it's right. going to be there. Always. Always. You're always going to have enough. But when you don't think you have enough, like the initial, like a couple of days before bills are due, before I get paid and bills come out kind of thing, yeah. those few days I am a nervous wreck. <laughs> like now my checks are stable. Like I pretty much get the same thing every month. Right. So I know what's coming in unless yeah. I'm getting more. Yeah. I'm always like, do I have enough? Are we going to be okay? Like always right around bill time. Wow. So it will be it will be super interesting to see like how you react now after right. you know this because it's like are you gonna be tripping out? You'll be like, oh like yeah. Next, like next Thursday when <laughs> I'm getting ready to get paid, like my my mind starts churning. And there's been a couple times that I've had issues um just within the school board where they didn't they had messed up my check or they, when I came back off maternity leave, they didn't tell me like, if you come back in this month, you won't get a check during the summer. Mm. So summer comes along and I don't get a check. Like just out of the blue, I didn't have any money. And I'm like, dude, you didn't, you didn't tell me this. (laughs) It's like, that's not cool. Um, And that happened. That was one time. And then another time they accidentally paid me when I was on maternity leave, but they didn't tell me that they would take back like one and a half checks of mine to pay it mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So like right after I had worked, I'm like, I worked all this and you took my check back for me. Yeah. So now I have such a distrust of my payroll department that just about a week before every paycheck, I'm like, Hey, what's my check going to be next week? Yeah, just so yeah. that, I know that I'm getting something and what it's going to be. So how does that feel now? It feels better because like I know that the distrust thing is really like I don't have any events going on that's going to prevent me from getting a check Mm -hmm. like I I know that I have been at work and I haven't missed anything to like not have money and um and it helps knowing like now that Anthony's working as a teacher like I have steady income coming in um because um, when he was at a different place, he got paid weekly, but those checks fluctuated based off the hours they gave him. Mm-hmm. And now his checks are steady like mine. Right. They're the same, every paycheck. And um, we actually elected for him to get paid twice a month. So mm-hmm. I know that he's getting like, I know in, you know, 15 more days, I've got more money coming in. So I just have to tell myself, like, I just have to make it these 15 days and just these 15 days. And I just, basically 15 days at a time, but I'm making, it's got me thinking of like smarter decisions I could make to kind of lessen the load. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Nice little budget. (laughs) 
<laughs> crunching those numbers. We've always had a budget, but the running joke is like, how do you budget nothing? Like we haven't had much to budget, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you have limited but, funds coming in, like here's the bills. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's better and it's yeah. getting better. Heck yeah, and all so the time. It helps to not have. That's probably been our biggest thing is like, how can we not stress money? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hate that you get like that. But right around bill time, the lot like two days before bills are due and money, he's like, calm down. Right. We, make, we always make it work. Right. We'll we'll work more on that one uh, separately because there's there's probably more of a route to it that's uh, involving your parents probably. You know what I mean? My my parents didn't. Um, the only it, it's funny because we've talked about that quite extensively he and I have because I always thought we were poor growing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. like I thought we never had money yeah my mom's like catchphrase was always like I don't have money for that mm-hmm. or I can't afford that mm-hmm. or like she would always throw out like how much we spent at mm-hmm. a softball tournament mm-hmm. you know and so I always heard like money and how much things cost and Meanwhile, like we had new cars and we had like property mm-hmm. and cows and like we we had money, but but like I didn't realize like the value of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point that I wouldn't even ask for things. Like when, mm. we, when we would go somewhere, my dad would be like, even the Dollar Tree. My dad would always say, like, you can get three things. <laughs> I would be like, um, you can give my things to them. I don't mm. need. Them. Yeah. I don't have we don't have the money for it I don't want to be the one that's taking away from the family and mm-hmm. so like I would almost self-sacrifice like I don't yeah. want that yeah. because I don't need it um and my sister's like oh cool I'll take her three things <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like we would compromise and like get something that we both could play with and then mm-hmm. she could get extra but mm-hmm. um but then like Anthony's family actually did struggle financially yeah and he never knew it mm. uh, they always hid it from him mm-hmm. and like Christmas was always like blown out whatever he had wanted he got mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like they really struggled and pinched and saved and, and worked extra jobs whatever to get that for him wow and so he grew up thinking that he had money and I grew up thinking I didn't have money and it was quite <laughs> the opposite yeah <laughs> so you, you see how but you see how that mentality that you're modeling the mentality of your parents yeah. In the long run, both of you guys. Yeah, because so. he's always like, "We've got it. It's yeah. fine." <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not fine. I'm like, Wake look up! At this. <laughs> look at this. Okay, see that zero right there? That's not a good number. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll do when we when we um, get rid of when we process and release the anger and the sadness. We'll also go ahead and process and release that that mindset because it's just a, a scarcity mindset that you're modeling from someone else, but you have a totally different reality than your parents. So let's go right. ahead and shift that. Let's shift that to the proper um, mindset that you need in order to not stress so much, and also to attract even more in the long run. Yeah. And last but not least is that um, let's go ahead and check up on that fear that you had with your dad. How does that situation feel now? It almost feels comical. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> because I mean, I remember I was terrified. Uh-huh. Like I kept saying, like, I have to be the, the big sister. I have to be, I have to get my sister to safety. Mm-hmm. 
even though like we were legit safe just chilling in the house like mm. even if he wasn't there mm. just go back and like we could have gone back inside and turn on the tv and just watched another show mm -hmm. but now that we know that we're alone we're like thinking monsters and things are coming out the closet you know all that irrational <laughs> everything bad that could happen is gonna happen right now mm -hmm. at this moment um and so going to my aunt's house mm. was was a rational thing to do considering mm -hmm. But we were still sitting over there crying like banshees, you know, just like, and <laughs> like, it's okay. He's, we know where he's at. Like we figured, you know. Mm -hmm. But, but looking back, I could have definitely been more like, let's just go inside and chill. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize how clingy I was. <laughs> I didn't know you thought pigs were that vicious. God. <laughs> no, see, but what you don't know is I was chased by a wild hog. Oh, no. Okay. Having a pig farm draws like right. from all over. Oh, yeah. And so we've had, there's been a couple times that I was chased by a wild hog, and that oh, probably gosh. happened even before the event with my dad, like in processing things. Yeah. Um, like one day I was going down to that, like the pig farm area mm -hmm. and this giant and wild boar mm -hmm. comes out of the bushes and like chases me mm -hmm. and I'm running. And apparently my dad saw this and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Even though he knew like the danger of a boar chasing me. Right. <laughs> Which is probably why I'm a laugher now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You're like, if someone falls, like, I will help you up, but I will be laughing. Mm -hmm. um, but my mom had pulled in as I'm trying to get away from this hog. And I ended up jumping like on her hood of her car and was mm. like scrambling to get a, like to get very far away from it. And um, then my dad came over and, and like, of course, shot the pig and everything. Because um, that's the only way you can like stop that. Like they're not mm -hmm. going to just run away. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and yeah and so so i was terrified of pigs like that like it it could kill you and oh my gosh. and yeah so, so you i thought, mean i thought i was gonna die that it's over i'm done yeah. <laughs> I'm home, you know. like that day i knew i was like toast and so, so the monster pigs ended up eating your dad is what you thought <laughs> right like the, yeah he fell and like the pigs got him and like he's done like it was such an irrational <laughs> <sighs> but at the time it was so real <laughs> like the pigs killed my father like you know God. like he fell in the swamp down there and like he's I'm never gonna see him again. Like it was uh, the, the rough. A thousand rough. ways to die has really done a number on. <laughs> oh my god! You don't need to be watching stuff like that, especially when you live in a freaking swamp. <laughs> I do tell people all the time, like I can't watch stuff like that. You see where I live? Like we're like an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die waiting to happen. For real, it's, it you falls guys... off tractor, you know something. <laughs> um. What's the biggest lesson that you learned about yourself uh, from this, from the process? Um, I have a really, like, I'm pretty good about staying calm under pressure, mm -hmm. but then like the after effects get me. Mm. Like when I have time to think and process, I don't process the, okay, 
you got through it, you know, you did this. Um, my, my process afterwards tends to be like, oh my God, that could have been so much worse. Mm -hmm. like, I don't, instead of the, it didn't, I've always, um, and Anthony hates this about me too, because I do it. I'm like, I prepare for the worst. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm surprised. Except that I don't really do it that way because like I prepare for the worst. And then I think of like, what, I, what would I have done? And I keep preparing for the worst, <laughs> even though the worst obviously didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, and like I was going through, um, my daughter was bit by a snake when mm. she was four. Mm. Um, and probably like, the doctors are sure or almost sure it was poisonous mm. because like the puncture wounds it left on her leg and it mm -hmm. swelled her leg all the way up to almost her hip, mm. her ankle. Like it was all like one big, like, like almost like a tree trunk. Um, and it was swollen and bruised and it was just gross. And like the night before we end up getting discharged, the doctor, the nurse came in and said like, you need to prepare for the worst. She's probably not going to make it. Um, and of course, Anthony and I are both just, like losing our minds because like that's our baby girl and like the probably the worst part was like she looked fine other than her leg being swollen but they were like there's a lot going on inside her body you don't see um and I really struggled with that because I'm like she's fine I'm looking at her and she looks fine um and I kept thinking like I should have been outside like I was inside doing my homework for my master's course mm -hmm. and outside with the kids like picking up the yard and stuff and she just happened to walk in the high bushes and got bit by a snake mm. um and I'm thinking like we should have not had the high bushes um we should have like she should have had shoes on um you know where we live like shoes are optional but um but she should have had shoes on I maybe if I was out there too instead of doing my homework maybe I you know I could have had eyes on her and you know whatever but like going through this, I was able to say to myself, like, it's okay that you weren't outside because even if there wasn't an adult right there, they were in the yard and like, there's nobody around. And, you know, as soon as that happened, as soon as she was discharged, because the next morning, so the doctor came in and was like, no, she's good. She's like, if her numbers are good on this last blood draw, you guys will actually go home in the morning. Nice. It's like, I don't know why the nurse said that to you to scare you. Ugh. So um, he was like, I don't know why she said that. The numbers, yeah, the numbers were high, but if the, those numbers had happened like the day before, it was like the, they look at a formula, how many days after the bite versus where the clotting levels are and like mm. they had leveled out. So, but she looked at them kind of invertedly. And so mm. she got, she got it twisted. He's like, she shouldn't even said anything but this was the first like snake bite on a child they had seen wow. in that hospital they had, and the doctor himself was like i would only ever seen two snake bites in my life so um they're not as common as you would think living in like florida <laughs> <laughs> thank god um but they couldn't give her anti-venom because we didn't know what snake mm. like they were showing her pictures of snakes and she right. repeatedly identified um a rattlesnake mm -hmm. but but she was four and they're like, do we trust that? And so right. they would only give any venom if there was no other hope. Like if all was lost and she was gonna die anyways, and then they would take the calculated risk and go with, you know, rattlesnake. So, so 
you were the so you were the type to you are the type or you were the type to just keep tripping on that over and over and over again yeah what if what if those levels weren't good what if we had to make a decision on which antivenom to give her yeah what if i guessed wrong what if she wasn't standing here today right no um what if i had been outside what if we had been better you know we'd always mowed the grass but there was like one area that like had a lot of weeds and sticks mm -hmm. rocks and stuff that we didn't want to get in there and take the time right. to clean up you know what if we had done that and like immediately i said you need a chainsaw and you need a weed whacker <laughs> yeah, right away and like that spot has been pristine ever since mm -hmm. like we don't i don't let it, the grass get above ankle high anymore right, right. anywhere on my property mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that um, and just where we live, I mean, we live on 1,600 acres, so snakes are there. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's hardly anything on the property that, you know, we have coyotes and snakes, and, I mean, we've been told that there's bears every now and then. I don't know. I haven't seen those. But, um, you know, it's out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I keep it, uh, like, since then, I've done the best I can, you know. I, I wasn't out there. I can't change that I wasn't out there. Mm -hmm. She didn't die. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have to make a call. Like we didn't have to make that call. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, that's always been like in my head. Like, what if I had had to, just like with Mason, what if I had had to do CPR on him? Could I have done it? Uh, what if I had had to make the call of which Annie Venom to give her? Would I have made the right choice? Um, and that was hard for me because like i couldn't possibly know that so like and, how like, you didn't come to that but so like how has your mindset shifted because i i mean i realize now that there was that even if i had made the wrong call like i mean but either way like it didn't come to it mm -hmm. like there i don't know why i'm dwelling on what would I have done? Because it doesn't matter. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And, but probably 20 minutes ago, you couldn't convince me that because that still is a huge fear of mine. Mm -hmm. Like, did I make the right call? But there was no call to make. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, doesn't matter. But Just... believe you me, that it was definitely something I worried about. Yeah. How does that feel now that you let a lot of that fear go? It feels kind of like almost tingly. Like it, it's really, <laughs> it's really weird. Like it was like I'm expecting to have some sort of like, like tense moment over it, and I don't. So it was easy. Was it easier than you? I mean, it was pretty easy, huh? Yeah, it it really was. I was really thinking I was gonna have to like more than one session if you will because there's like fear is that like one thing that i guess that i'm just like i hold on to pretty like anger i'm pretty good at letting go of things typically <laughs> um, like i might have some like repressed anger on some issues but for the most part like i'm i'm pretty chill I'm pretty easy to get along with i let things go except like if if it made me fearful for some reason 
like you can bet I'm gonna like think about it like how could I have handled that better what could I have done like I'm always the overanalyzer I guess I'm a true Virgo in that sense like I'm always gonna analyze what I could have done differently but that doesn't always mean that my analyzing it brings me to a place of peace most of the time my analyzing it brings me to a place of like oh, I <laughs> anxiety <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the future and uh, I want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past you would have felt irrational fear or unwarranted fear and notice if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot okay It almost seems silly. Yeah. It it almost seems silly to like, like in the moment, like, like for her and for instance, if like, it's okay to look at the numbers and be afraid. And like when mm -hmm. the nurse came in and said that like, we might lose her, mm -hmm. be afraid. But then like almost like the reflection piece, like the after effects, it seems silly to even think about now because why think about something that didn't happen? Or why think about it that way? Because that's not how it went down. Mm -hmm. And like, I've almost built up like this second narrative in my head that didn't need to happen. Right, right, like <laughs> one full of anxiety and fear and stress. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just add more to this. Yeah, no. I think, but, you know, before, the, before we started recording, you said you wanted to get rid of stress. And that's when you said it was probably related more to fear. So. I feel like that you'll have less stress because you'll you don't have that trigger anymore to go straight right. to, you know to go straight to fear is something where you can think about things rationally and you're a survivor and you're you're tough as nails and you can just go through events and you can um, just like you said think rationally and have a different perspective on it one that's hopefully with a bit more optimism. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the world's crashing down, my dad's gonna get ate by pigs. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I really don't know how I got there. <laughs> hey, I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to do the, uh, the other emotions with you: anger and sadness, and also that limiting beliefs and other limiting beliefs that you have. And, and thank you, thank you for doing this and this recording um, and this podcast. This will help out so many people, you know, who have a similar story to you. Like being ate by pigs. <laughs> yeah, piggy and daughter right. snake biting, snake um, biting daughters. <laughs> you know, but those are pretty, I think back, those are pretty traumatizing events. Yes. So, yes. But then like the after, the going, the after, you know, I definitely... I went off the deep end with with the level of afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. hopefully it helps somebody. <laughs> so I'm going to check on you and we're going to get like a follow-up recording on this so you can tell people how you feel afterwards as well. Okay. Yeah, be like, oh, Charles, you're full of crap. It doesn't work. It wore off. It tingled for a little <laughs> <It> while. <works. laughs> 
for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest. So of course, of course, which is I don't know how I don't know. I don't know how much money do I have. I got like uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not a paper formula. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but thank you. Uh, I'm gonna turn off the recording, but just thank you so much. I want to say that on this recording that I appreciate you. And um, also, if anybody else wants to uh, sign up for a session with me, um, it's on my website. You go to my website, charleswolfwork.com. And I'm more than happy to demonstrate what I did with Jenna with you as well. And with that, I'll talk to you on the next. Oh, um, is there anything that you want the people to know? Are you selling anything? <laughs> No, yeah. we're good. Avon, no Avon. No Avon. <laughs> All right. But um check me out on my web on my uh, website, CharlesWolfork.com, and check me out on my Instagram, CharlesWolfork underscore. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will talk to you guys later. I'll see you guys in another episode. Thanks again, Jenna. Welcome. Peace.